0: Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 17 of Sprint Race Show, the show that speeds through some of the main talking points happening in Formula One right now. My name is Emma Ridgway, and I will be your host. Thank you very much for tuning in. This weekend was of course an off week after the triple header that we just experienced, but don't worry because next week is Silverstone. I absolutely love Silverstone. It is, of course, the home race for many of the drivers, and it's my local race too, so I can't wait for it. If you've been keeping up with my blog on emmeridgeway.com, you'll know that a few weeks ago I looked at the drivers who were out of contract at the end of this season. There have been a lot of rumours flying around recently about one seat in particular, and one that doesn't come around very often, and that is, of course, the Mercedes seat. George Russell who has been rumoured to take the seat for some time and if the speculation is to be believed this coming Thursday at the British Grand Prix in Silverstone will likely be the place for an official announcement confirming his move from Williams to Mercedes. As of today this is still unconfirmed but I think there's a really good chance of this happening. Now, for today's podcast, I don't want to be slandering Valtteri Bottas, who has had his fair share of criticism this year, but if it does come to it that he will leave Mercedes at the end of this season, I think he will do so gracefully. He seems like a really nice guy, and Lewis has said multiple times that Bottas has been his best ever teammate. So instead, I wanted to use this episode as an opportunity to look back at George Russell's career and what he's achieved since his Formula One debut in 2019. Firstly, let me say that there's a really good bio about George Russell on his official website. It goes into a lot of detail about his really early karting careers, so do check that out if you want a lot of detail. But to start off this profile, I guess, about George Russell, I firstly wanted to point out the relatively rare achievement of winning a championship within your first season. For George Russell, not only did he win his debut F2 season, or GP2 as it used to be called, he did so after a successive one season championship win in both Formula 3 and Formula 4 before that. That's three successive championship wins in the junior categories. I can't entirely compare that to other drivers because the categories have changed over the years, but to give you an example, F1 champions like Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton and great drivers like Nico Hülkenberg and Charles Leclerc all won the Formula 2 or GP2 championships on their debut season. So straight away, we understand why Mercedes have kept Russell so close ever since they signed him as a young Mercedes driver in 2017 which was the year before his F2 win. Interestingly, Russell drove for ART for both Formula 3 and Formula 2 seasons, who have hosted a number of Formula 1 and Formula E Mercedes drivers, including Rosberg, Hamilton and Stoffel van Dorn. Russell was also the Mercedes reserve driver in 2018, And if you ever caught a glimpse of the inside of the Mercedes garage on a race weekend, you would have quite often seen George hovering over the shoulders of Niki Lauda and Toto Wolff. Mercedes and the environment that comes with it have been very much a part of George Russell's life for the last few years. With this partnership with Mercedes and a very impressive racing CV, it was no surprise then that Russell was confirmed in October 2018, before he even won the F2 Championship, that he would be driving for Williams in 2019. Williams are, of course, a long-standing Mercedes customer and an unofficial training ground for a lot of its young drivers. Of course, before he was a Mercedes driver, Valtteri Bottas was also at Williams. So we know Russell has it in him to win races, even championships, and has a very strong bond with champions Mercedes. But there's one aspect of being a racing driver which isn't always talked about and one that I think Russell has in abundance. Mental strength. Mental strength to succeed and also to survive in Formula 1. If you think about it this year, In Formula 2, there are 22 drivers who have spent the majority of their young lives trying to achieve the same goal, the ultimate dream of being in Formula 1. We know that the best part of these drivers won't make it simply because there aren't enough seats in Formula 1. For someone like George Russell, who seemingly breezed through the junior categories, Formula 1 was reasonably anticipated, but... I doubt even he could have imagined the anguish that dominated his first two seasons. It's no secret that Williams have underachieved for many years. A lot of the blame for their poor running was put on their stubbornness to remain status quo at a time where big organizational changes were happening all around them. Their reliance on engine power at a time where more downforce was the decider essentially left their technical team out to dry. It got so bad that on Russell's official first day of testing in Barcelona 2019, most of the car hadn't even arrived from the factory yet, and in the end, they missed the entire first day of testing there. It was hugely embarrassing for Williams, and ultimately led to the departure of their chief technical officer, Paddy Lowe. If only his first day was the only bad one. Unfortunately for George Russell, the entirety of his first season was not much better. All of a sudden, the momentum of winning multiple championships back-to-back hurtles down with a heavy dose of reality. A disappointing blow after years of riding the highs from atop top of the podium. This, however, is actually where I've been most impressed with George Russell. More so than his back-to-back championships to have the patience to help push forward a car and a team far below where it should be, to have the mental strength to show up and outperform teammates and the car's seemingly maximum potential every single race weekend, and to show a calm exterior when questioned about the team in public. Russell has always been honest, but I've rarely seen him be widely critical of his team, especially to the press and especially when other drivers have done this in abundance before. In 2021, Russell has continued his strong run of qualifying performances, and as recently as the last race in Austria, Ethan managed to get into Q3 for the first time in the Williams. This was a huge achievement for the team after so long fighting at the back. Alas, the points didn't come on Sunday, but the remarkable progress over the last few years are down to so many people, but notably Russell's ability to drive that car within an inch of its reliability. Williams' future now looks brighter than it has in many years. If Russell does move on, it's hopeful that they'll see the return of an experienced race winner, Valtteri Bottas, to continue pushing the team in the right direction. We can only assume that every time Russell gets in that car, he's probably got one eye on that Mercedes. I'm sure that he knows that every bit of effort and feedback that he puts into improving that Williams car is another added token of good favour and high regard for the Mercedes decision makers. Ultimately, after years of grafting, he now deserves the seat he's wanted from the start. If this is confirmed later this week, Mercedes will have, in my opinion, made the right decision. For Russell the opportunity to potentially fight for championships next year will be lucrative and exhilarating. And I really hope he gets that opportunity. But I hope he doesn't write away his time during his debut years at Williams. He should be proud of the fact that he's leaving Williams in a much better place than when he first drove it. So there we have it. A brief summary of George Russell's time in Formula One hopefully in time for his potential announcement on Thursday. But we'll have to wait and see. I personally think that it will. I think there are a number of reasons why it will be announced. Uh, And one of those being that they announced Lewis's contract extension during Austria. That is something that they would normally do at the British Grand Prix, or at least around the British Grand Prix. If you remember during the coverage, uh, at least with Sky Sports during Austria, they did a lot of insight and there was an awful lot of press around Lewis's garage. That's something that they would normally save for the British crowd. And that's why they essentially got Lewis's contract out the way early so as not to overshadow any potential rumours about him not staying. I think Thursday will be Russell's day and I really hope he has a good race in Silverstone this weekend that's all for this time. Uh, if you haven't already, please remember to check out my blog. That is emmaridgeway.com. I will make sure to put the link in the description. And if you haven't been on my TikTok or my Twitter, I am at sprint race show. Remember, we have two more races now until the summer break. I will be making a few changes to this podcast during the summer break, but they are all positive and I can't wait for you to see them. So until next time, Thank you very much for tuning in.